Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody out there in the world of power recapping, my rushies. It's good to see you. Dave Neal here. It's Thirsty Thursday, the afternoon rush hour, February 29th, 2024. Happy leap year to everybody. What a weird leap year it is. We are on the eve of tomorrow's deposition of one Jane Doe. Poetry has been written about the eve of the deposition from the Discord. "'Twas the day before Depo with twins so surreal, gluten-free horse girl, her fate to reveal. Tomorrow's deposition with fake twins in tow, gluten-free chaos, a comedic show. Wow, folks, they are bringing the heat in the chat room right now. That's right, tomorrow is the deposition of Jane Doe. Uh, they call it the Twas the Night Before the Dodo's Depo. That's what they're calling it. It's absolutely fantastic what's going on out there. But I have to tell you, uh, we don't know if she's going to show up or not. Some people in our Patreon chat, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, hypothesize that she may test positive for COVID. Well, I'm sure that Wood Nick Law would be okay putting masks on. Maybe they can social distance as they depose her. Um, but uh, the table was loaded with exhibits for and aft when Zaddy announced they were all arts and craft. I gotta love my audience. You might be the smartest folks in the world. So yeah, I'll let you know tomorrow morning I will be live streaming on the Patreon as soon as we find out whether or not she will be in the deposition. How it works, a little pre-deposition info for you guys, is uh, I believe it's either two or possibly four hours long. There will be a camera crew or at least a camera that will be recording the deposition. This is not what Jane Doe would have wanted. See, what happened was when Woodnick Law wanted to depose Jane Doe, they filed for a video deposition. Most there, there's plenty of lawyers that have told me they've never done video deposition in their life. I was deposed when I was in a car accident. Uh, of course, I had it on video, and I've told you guys about this. A lady just ran a stop sign and nearly flipped over my Jeep. She put me on two wheels. It's a pretty crazy video. I've had a chronic neck injury. Well, in my deposition, it was a chance for the uh, the insurance company, I believe AAA Insurance, to grill me to see if there were any holes in my story so that they might not have to settle. You know, maybe they would have found out I had been in five different lawsuits in the past and I've abused the system. Maybe they would have found out I work at a gym and lift heavy equipment, so how could my neck afford? I mean, they asked me every question down to how heavy my dog was, 55 pounds, and whether or not I've picked him up since in my accident. So that's what they try to do. A deposition is essentially a chance to go fishing for all the information that you're looking for. Now, on, on in as far as the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal goes, Jane Doe's side, Corey Keith, has accused Woodnick Law of a fishing ep ex expedition, uh, which is essentially, they don't even know what they're looking for. They're just trying to find skeletons in the closet, which couldn't be further from the truth. They know exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for the medical records. Three of the four doctors have already responded. And by the way, doctors can be hard to get in touch with. They take a long time to respond. They'll get back to you, leave a voicemail. Well, it was pretty quick that they said, nope, don't have records of that. 
kind of like how when confronted about the fraudulent uh, lawyer documents that uh, in the previous case, Woodnick Law had exposed that Kotchit Law, Joe Kotchit, his law firm, uh, they accused Jane Doe of fabricating the letterhead of that law firm in attempts to send doctored letters to Greg Gillespie in the previous case. So when they talk about arts and crafts, that's not a fishing expedition. They have plenty of reputable instances where they believe she has manipulated data and information. Well, it's one thing for her to say, I'll send over my medical records. It's another to actually call the doctor's office and try to get those records. And, uh, you know, maybe the doctors misplaced the file. Where could it be? Listen, you can only imagine with 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 insurance claims and how, you know, how serious medical records are, you can only imagine that those records are not lost, that they just never existed. So tomorrow morning, as mentioned, the 1st of March, 2024, I will be live streaming to cover what the heck goes down. Will she or will she not show up? I mean, she's compelled to show up. The judge said she's got to be there. Will she face a fine? When it comes down to it, there is a lot of money on the line, possibly around $100,000. My thought is if she really, really wants to hold on to this lie that she, of course, uh, was ever pregnant with twins, if she wants to hold on to that lie, that she doesn't show up to the deposition and she just lose it lets the judge rule in his favor and she can claim that maybe they were biased and then when it comes down to paying the bill she can just claim bankruptcy and never have to spend any money now or she could also just double down go to the deposition and not break on her story even though as we know her story has changed more you know we're changing more stories than diapers at this point you know what i mean because of course the babies don't exist and the stories keep changing so how it all goes down Really don't know. And all we've done the last six months is give multiple choice answers. Well, she's either going to claim, she's either going to have the baby, claim she lost the baby. You know, we've just, we've, we've given our opinions every step of the way. And I have to say, as far as batting averages go, it seems to me like everything we said she was going to do, she then ended up doing. Well, she's going to claim miscarriage. Well, it's past 20 weeks. Well, then I think she's going to claim the miscarriage happened last month. You know, so we've known the story. We've known the ruse, and now we've called it out. And now we get to see what happens next. We'll have that information for you tomorrow. Um, people are wondering, has Corey Keith quit? Has he fired her yet? Uh, we have no information that she has, uh, that her lawyer has left her uh, regarding this sort of client control issue of her privately messaging <laughs> without his approval, I'm assuming, uh, would Nick Law. Very interesting stuff. All right, we'll have more entertainment news to get to right after the break. We're going to cover this Justin Bieber story in a minute. Very interesting. Also, Bradley Cooper's in the news and in the nude. We'll have what Bradley Cooper had to say on Armchair Expert with Dax. What's his name? Dax uh, Shepard. Is that his name? Dax Shepard. Why does it feel weird saying that out loud? Anyway, I've been told I look like dollar store Dax Shepard. I've also been told I look like budget Bradley Cooper. Maybe if Bradley Cooper and Dax Shepard had a baby uh, for some odd reason in some weird fertility uh, dystopian future we live in, maybe 
I would be that child. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I don't think I look like either one of them. Um, but let's go to an interesting story. I'm going to have this tomorrow in its full and in, in its entire video. There's a channel called Kay's Channel. And the title of this video is called The Psychology of Faking Pregnancies, Cancer, Bereavement, and Abuse. And they talk about different personality disorders and how people with narcissism sometimes will believe others won't challenge their crazy stories they tell. Uh, it's very fascinating. Again, I'll have it all for you tomorrow. I'm not directly implying that this is the case with Clayton's accuser, Jane Doe, but it's eye-opening. Let's, let's have a listen. Faking a pregnancy means that the supposed father of the child has to interact with the narcissist, and the narcissist gets to be the puppet master, deciding whether or not the other person feels happy or sad. If the narcissist can't have them through love, they'll find a way to have them in their life somehow, even if it's until they claim that they are no longer pregnant. Faking cancer or a bereavement makes the narcissist the victim, and the narcissist will make the other person feel bad for standing up to them. Then, of course, faking a sexual or physical assault is the utmost revenge. But again, why fake a pregnancy, cancer, bereavement, abuse, or even a kidnapping? Why not fake something small? The bolder the claim, the harder it is for others to raise doubt. We are programmed not to question events such as a cancer diagnosis, a death, an assault, abuse, the loss of a pregnancy, and the narcissist knows it. They probably have a history of telling lies from childhood, and they have tested out what they can get away with. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, before this case, who would question whether someone was pregnant or not? How dare you? That's so intimate. I, I, you know, And then, of course, it comes down to, I've got my privacy concerns and my privileged medical records and this and that. She got away with it for too long. The gig is up. They have become bolder and researched how to fake evidence. It's exciting. There is enjoyment in the duping delight. And instead of having to experience the core feelings of inadequacy... They can distract themselves. They can fantasize and recreate a new version of reality. And doesn't it feel like that's the world we're living in sometimes? A new version of reality? I'm just living my truth. Well, your truth is twisted as hell. All right, well, let's get to the story you've all been waiting for. That being Bradley Cooper saying he uh, there is no place like home and home is no place for clothes. He's always naked at the house. By the way, lots of ladies will now be buying stepladders and that uh, map to celebrities' homes. <laughs> Have a listen. My bedroom is the bathtub and the toilet, the bed are all in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 24-7, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can even walk out of the bathroom. No, and get there are no doors, dude. And do you find she doesn't care? There's no door in my bedroom. There's no door to the bathroom? No, the no. stairs go up oh. and it's all on one floor. Wow. Yeah. Let it rip. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Uh, Dax says, let it rip. I uh, I don't know if it's because I was raised Catholic. I like uh, my, my, my new house that I live in in here in Nashville, Tennessee here, has the uh, primary bedroom, then double doors to get into the bathroom. And then from the bathroom, there's a there's an actual another set of doors to get into the toilet room. I have never pooped so peacefully than knowing there is two sets of doors separating me from my wife. I don't know what it is. I'm I, maybe I'm just a kept man, but I like I want a bank vault door before I shit in the other room. That's just me. Bradley Cooper says he lives with a floating toilet in the bedroom. What what do you what what century do you live in? Why don't you just poop in buckets and throw it at the window, you savage? <laughs> just move from zone to zone. <laughs> yeah. 
God, I would love that actually, because again, I'm moving through these little steps. Right. But do you find that your daughter doesn't care at all? Oh yeah, no, no. We talk where I'm on the toilet, <laughs> she's in the bathtub. That's sort of the go-to. I have a great biological question surrounding this. Is it your genes that makes you not care, or is it just the nurture of it all? It's insane they that they don't care. They must not be able to smell it. There must be something here's what, pheromonal. Here's what's, inter- here's what's interesting. I didn't grow up that way. Right. At all. No. I don't think I ever saw my father on the toilet until he got sick. Right. Like, ever in my life. All right, we're getting tons of comments from the chat room on Patreon. Amy says, I dated a guy that had a bathroom in his bedroom with no door, and it was the most awkward thing ever, especially one night when he got a really bad stomachache. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want Taco Bell when you live with a floating toilet. I had this joke I uh, we talked about here when I visited New York. Uh, my wife and I, who just recently got engaged, we were living life. We were so happy and in love. And we stayed in New York, which is obviously these tiny little apart, these tiny little hotels. And the bathroom door was one of those sliding doors. So it didn't even seal shut, right? And then the bed was like inches away from the bathroom door. And it was like Christmas time. I said, honey, I was like, honey, I got to use the bathroom, but can you play some music or something in the other room? And she was like, yeah, whatever. She's like, I'll put some music on. Guys, she played Bing Crosby's White Christmas. You know that song? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. You know, and there I am on the other side trying to time my contractions to go. You know what I mean? She's like, come on. Uh, but you could have played another song, maybe maybe one of those like a Siberian orchestra songs for Christmas time. All right, let's finish this up. I digress. We can have a hundred conversations. I need six hours. And we got to talk about nudity with a daughter. So it's like, we're the Swedish style or German. Like we're naked all the time. Me too. And by the way, I was like that, not with my mom, but my dad. He my was dad always, was nude. always nude. And always took showers with him. There was no, it was just no, no evacuation, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> showering was fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're quite comfortable nude. Totally. You know, I'd like to look more into this having a having a son on the way. I would love to look into where, like, what what's the standard amount of nudity you can have, and for how long with your child? Because look, clothes are man made. Aren't we supposed to be in the buff? Like, I don't want again. You know, kids got friends over for little league. You know, you need to suit up. I get it. I understand. But it's like, don't you? I mean, I I I don't remember exactly. But I, when I was a toddler, I would shower with my mom. Am I traumatically? You know, is, have, do I have to go to therapy for that? Maybe, or maybe that's just what you know life's supposed to be. I don't know. But either. Either way, good to hear from old B. Coops over there regarding his uh, experience uh, with nudity in a floating toilet. All right, remember that Willy Wonka experience we talked about in England? It was supposed to be this fun, immersive experience of Willy Wonka, and then people, when they went there, said it looked more like a crack den. Well, now the Wonka experience organizers were confronted by parents on a video and said, you've scammed the kids. Have a listen. We guarantee a full refund starting from Monday. I'm going to call the police. If you don't receive refund, because you're now in liquidation, you're no longer a company. No, is that why he said, I'll guarantee a full refund? <laughs> I don't know if I trust him. You don't have pictures up of your stuff. No, it's actual 
four shuttle staff can get us. We use we use artificial intelligence to know to get So anyway, they're they're I don't know maybe maybe they're in Scotland. I can't really tell this accent. Are they in Wales? They're in the UK somewhere. Either way, the House of Illuminati, the organizers behind the disastrous event, are shouted at by angry parents. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to piss off the Brits. You know, you got some you know that some sad Oompa Loompa. Did somebody did they pay the Oompa Loompa? That's what I want to know. In the comment section, laughs at the nudity of Americans. Paul says, "You guys are so American. Nudity is normal." Well, look, I understand. I grew up. You know, the the United States, uh, America in general, was founded by Puritans. Puritans, right? We don't know. I mean, sure, I'd love to be out there bathing naked. I studied abroad in France. People were going topless, and I couldn't get out of the shallows because, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, my uh, my student loan debt was standing at full attention. If you know what I mean. All right, uh, Tom Brady is the greatest uh, quarterback of all time, if not the greatest football player of all time. And now he's actually challenging his um, college-level 40-yard dash. Uh, He's now twice the age that he was when he ran, and he's now trying to beat the infamous mark of 5.28 seconds. And let's see how it goes. I'm going to play a clip from his Instagram. Twenty-four years ago, I ran a five-two-eight forty-yard dash. Clocks were different back then, right? Like things were just a little slow. It's a daylight savings thing. This is not the true measure of a man. <laughs> okay, let me just get that straight. I'm working out today, and I know we're gonna shoot some photos and videos. If we have some extra time, maybe, just maybe, we give the forty one more shot. Let's see if we can level up. Let's go. Prediction? My only prediction is a hundred percent chance of excuses. I'll give you a hundred percent chance of effort. If you think about it, a full second faster than ten yards is one thousand one. It's not that much time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Do you actually even want to do this? I mean, I understand you haven't been an athlete in over a year. I need to do this. So he's one year retired. He's in his mid forties. This guy could pick up a football and lead any team to victory. Why is he not on the New England Patriots? Come on! If you could sign a medical waiver, then we are not responsible for this. I'd appreciate it. Good luck, man. So his agent asked him to sign a medical waiver that he's they're not responsible. Yeah, this is one... I mean, any normal non-Tom Brady person blows a hamstring. Every dad's been out at a barbecue trying to race the younger kids, and he always snaps a tendon. Right? That'd be fun. Here we go. So here he is. He's about to run. He takes the mark on the 40-yard dash, and then it starts. There it is. Here it comes, folks. Blazing fast. Tom Brady, 5-1-8. They got 5-1-8 and 5-12. So he actually beats his combine race time. How incredible is that? All right, we'll be back with more fun content right after this. Got a lot of funny comments from you guys following yesterday's insane breaking news story regarding Jane Doe. Here's my favorite. Mrs. B says, Dave, I just want to let you know, yesterday I laughed so hard I stopped breathing, passed out, and woke up pregnant with your twins. I will be filing our cases for parenting time tomorrow unless you take down all your Jane Doe videos by midnight tonight. She lied? Well, listen, I just can't compete with you guys. You're too good out there. 
Thank you so much for laughing and um, for laughing so hard you somehow got fetal DNA all over your laugh bones. But uh, hey, that's what we're here for, folks, to provide a little love levity, some release from all of the daily grind, right? There's too much going on out there. And here's who needs uh, some release from the daily grind, that being uh, Justin Bieber. That's right. We have a weird story to get to of Justin Bieber. I mean, nobody's faced more torment from paparazzi and media growing up than Justin Bieber. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the YouTube videos of paparazzi hounting him and his pleas. He's like, guys, can you just leave me alone? You know what I mean? The guy, I remember one time I was, uh, I've probably told this story before. I remember one time I was on the beach in Santa Monica all by myself. I was, I was standing near the boardwalk and Justin Bieber walked by. How do I know that? Because I turned around and in my head, I go, well, that's Justin Bieber. And it's Los Angeles at Santa Monica. And I looked up I nodded. I said, "Hey, man," and he and he said, and he responded, "Hey, man," and that was it. And that and then he walked away. He made it around the corner, and then I believe a cop literally pulled over to say hi because he was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then and again, I didn't cause attention to him. And then other people were like, "That's Justin Bieber." And then this peaceful moment he had on the beach was now taken away. And I know what you guys might be thinking: Oh, it must be nice to be worth so much money. Look, the soul doesn't give two shits about how much money you're worth. If you lose your sanity, you lose it, and that's just a tough battle to go through in the spotlight. Well, Justin and Haley Bieber were somber at church. Now, we shouldn't even know this story. It shouldn't even be out there. Someone took photos of them, probably paparazzi, leaving church after Stephen, which is Haley's father, Stephen Baldwin, brother of Alec Baldwin, uh, asked for prayers. The singer and his model wife attempted to keep a low profile as they exited the church home church in Beverly Hills on Wednesday evening. The lovebirds who got hitched in 2018 after a whirlwind engagement looked subdued as they made their way from the religious service, which makes you wonder why was um, Billy, not Billy, what's his name? Why was the Baldwin father even asking for their love? Um, A video of Justin singing was posted by, I guess, either a pastor or a member of the church, which reads, Christians, please, when you think of Justin and Haley, take a moment to offer a little prayer for them to have wisdom, protection, and to draw close to the Lord. I mean, I have no idea what they're talking about, um, but uh, it's really leading to the public uh, to speculate. Here's the video of Justin singing, which was posted by, I don't know if this is the deacon or, or just a friend in the church, but I'll just play a clip for you. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me, and I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will gladly lift my hands. When your love came down, I will sing of your love forever. I, for one, will tell you this. I'm a fan of Justin Bieber. I think he's super talented. I think he's lived a hell of a life and in some ways been exploited as a young teen. He's overcome trials and tribulations. And, you know, I, I, I hope he finds happiness. I don't know what else to say. I hope he finds happiness. I hope you guys do, too. You know, we all have different journeys we go through. Um, I don't know what it's like to be a pop star. But, I mean, Justin, nobody was bigger than Justin when Justin was big, right? And now it's like the guy just wants to live. We'll have to see how that all plays out for him and his wife and what the hell they could possibly be talking about. Well, again, it's the eve of deposition day. Tomorrow, we're going to have a hell of a lot of content to get to on the YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, if you have it in the budget, join our Patreon. March 
April, May, and June are going to be heavy workloads in the Patreon world as we talk about discovery and depositions in the upcoming court case. Plus, we're going to be covering, of course, all of Bachelor news that we don't get to publicly. We'll have there privately. And again, that'll be a morning live stream tomorrow as we cover whether or not Janie Dodebird III attends her deposition. All eyes are on this case publicly. We will be here to report what the hell goes down. I'll see you tomorrow. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.